hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries. I'm beginning a new series today called Hope in the Spirit, and this is all about the foundation that our faith is built on. We are spirit, soul, and body. I'll be doing three sets of messages. I'm not sure how many messages this is going to be total, but it's going to start out with hope in the spirit, hope in the soul, and then hope in the body. I know that hope in the body is where we live. It's where we want, we want answers to that sometimes. We want to see healing and, and we, want to, we want to see results. But it begins, first of all, in the spirit. And so if we focus only on the body, we're, we're going to miss the foundation. Uh, we see the blessing of God beginning by what Jesus did uh, when he died on the cross. So I want to talk to you today about being blessed by God's righteousness. And this is not because of anything you can do. The good news of Jesus can be narrowed down to several essential, basic truths. And today I want to discuss what I call the heart of the gospel. So righteousness by faith, or faith righteousness, is the cornerstone of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This truth is the glue that holds all of the other truths of the gospel together. I want to look at some verses in Romans uh, to just see how God describes true righteousness being given to mankind. So let's begin. Uh, Romans 1.17, I really, uh, I thought about using the NIV. Um, I'm not a huge fan of NIV, but uh, I'm going to look at it in the New King James, and then I'll just tell you the last phrase is what I like, uh, how it's worded. Romans 1.17, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. In the NIV, it says the righteous will live by faith. So I really like that. I feel like it, it describes uh, what we're talking about in righteousness from Jesus Christ being given to us. Romans 3, verses 21 and 22, it says, uh, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. So if we look at that, the righteousness of Jesus comes to all and on all who believe. Uh, verse uh, 3 of chapter 4, then um, it, it talks about Abraham, and that's really our foundation. It says, Abraham, well, it says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Uh, again, in the NIV, it says it was credited to him. I like the word credited. Uh, but either way, it's saying the same thing. And then verse uh, 17 uh, is where God describes how he calls Abraham. And it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's amazing. And we need to learn to do that as well. We need to learn to call those things which are not as though they were. Why did God call Abraham righteous? It's because Abraham believed God. It's that simple. So can we make ourselves less righteous? The answer is no. I know you may not want to hear that, but we cannot make ourselves less righteous. See, there is none righteous, no, not one. So according to the gospel, 
Jesus is the one who made us righteous. How do we receive the gift of righteousness? It's by grace through faith, not of works lest any man should boast. See, this is nothing that we can do on our own. This is all according to our faith and our belief in Jesus. Look how Paul describes the righteousness of the religious Jews. This is also how many people approach God today. Probably the majority of Christians approach God this way. They think that if they somehow do things right, they'll be more acceptable to God. In this, I want to look at uh, Romans 10, verses 1 through 4, and it is very revealing. He says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Wow, that is very clear. So the Jews... Paul was describing them, and, and, and Paul says that the Jews wanted to earn righteousness through their works. Therefore, they rejected the righteousness that comes from God. Christ is the end of the law, or the end of any works we try to do to attain righteousness. So let's back up a chapter and see where Paul clearly describes the differences between righteousness by works and righteousness by faith. Most of us today would consider ourselves Gentiles, although there's a huge contingent of Jews. Uh, and I would, all I would say about that is that we are all the same now because of Jesus. He is made so that we have been grafted in. So, yes, it's an honor to be a Jew, but it is an honor to be grafted in as well. And uh, we would have just as much tendency to try to work for our salvation instead of receiving it freely by faith, just as the Jews did. So let's look at Romans 9, uh, and it's right before, I'm going to start in verse 30. He says, What shall we say then, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness? Even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Wow. Righteousness by faith. This is so clear. Why, why is it so hard for people to accept and to receive it by faith? I'll tell you why. The doctrine and the truth of faith righteousness is the stumbling stone. It's way too hard to receive something without working for it. People want to earn it somehow. Even in Hebrews, the writer describes faith righteousness and how that relates to works. In Hebrews 6.1, uh, it says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. He says, let's not lay that foundation again. Or he's basically saying, not continually laying it over and over or repeating the foundation. He says here that we need to rest in the truth that our righteousness does not come from works, but rather it comes through faith toward God. Now he's talking about the transformation of our thoughts and of our hearts. 
The literal definition of the word repentance is to change your mind or to change your thinking. This brings me to a few of my favorite verses in the Bible, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I quote these often. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. That means that your body is holy, not by works that you've done to make yourself that way, but because of Jesus. The word transformed means metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is change from the inside out. So we have been made righteous from the inside out. In order for that which is in my spirit to come out, I must renew my mind and establish my heart. Romans 8, 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The word carnal or to be carnally minded does not necessarily mean sinful. It means, however, to be simply physical or natural or fleshy. That's carne. Uh, it means just to be naturally minded and not to value the things of the Spirit as high. 2 Corinthians 10 uh, verses 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, uh, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is not even talking about spiritual warfare with the devil. Uh, it's talking about our minds, our thoughts, and our imaginations. Our warfare is to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So how do we bring our thoughts captive? To the, to the obedience of Christ. First of all, we need to be acquainted with the New Testament. And that only becomes a reality when we take the time to read and study it. The world would be transformed if every Christian would read the Bible. Now that's a heavy statement, and it's true. Second, we're to bring our vain imaginations, like temptations, rejection, righteousness by works, and all other vain imaginations, we bring those captive to what Jesus accomplished through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Third, we need to change what we believe to line up with God's view and his opinions. If something is not gospel, then don't accept it as a reality. The Bible says we walk by faith. If there's something that you've learned that is not in the gospel, it's not in righteousness by faith, don't accept it. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'd like to add here, by faith. Those who diligently seek him by faith. New Testament faith is our response of trust to what God has done for us through the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Unbelief is not the inability to believe, but when what we believe does not line up with what God has done for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we believe something, but it's when we believe something that doesn't line up with the truth. When what I believe lines up with God's opinion and the finished work of Christ, I am walking in faith. And that kind of faith is pleasing to God. We must realize here that every other way of getting righteousness is not pleasing to God. 
it's actually as filthy rags. Not only that, every action we do to achieve right standing with God has the potential to cancel out the very sacrifice of, of Jesus because it cannot be of works. See, righteousness has to be by faith. I want to look at Ephesians 2, uh, verses 4 through 9, and Paul describes very clearly what happened when you believe. So, Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, I quoted that earlier and it's really one of the main foundations to this is that this is not by works, this is only by faith. When I trust in God through the finished work of Jesus, I have life and peace. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, that's, that's where we want to be, that's where we want to live, that's what transforms our soul and what allows the righteousness and the finished work of Jesus to pass through our soul and to transform our body. So this is the beginning of Hope in the Spirit. Join me again. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, take time to go to wengardministries.org and uh, let your voice be known. And if you want to, uh, if you feel God calling you to, join us in partnership. Uh, this message is going around the world and is transforming lives because it's not anything that any of us have done. It is taking the message of what Jesus did and giving it to the world. Thank you for watching. God bless you.